Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 322, Light in the Fast Lane, number 18. I'm Joey Lewandowski. Um, Joe too. Oh, right, no sponsor. I was like, and? And, this and is the there's 18th, no... Where's the 18th no time we've done this, and I'm just like, and? I gotta save the sponsors for the good episodes, but... I do feel like every, every single time... Like, we have the same conversation every time. Like, every time we do one of these, I'm just like doesn't feel right even though we've done we've done them enough now that like it should start to I'm feel right loosey-goosey i'm settling in over here yeah we just uh, behind the scenes we did another episode that's going to come out in a couple of weeks like a, a main feed episode that we had to record a little bit early so this is our second of the night this is a oh fuck that just throws off my whole timeline because you kept saying like next week next week and like now something <laughs> oh yeah no that's no that's next week for listeners not yeah. next week for us you did very well i was very excited about something that i thought was coming in a week and a half but it's not because what's what's crazy? Oh yeah, no, Halloween's in a month. No, yeah, not Halloween, <laughs> but yeah. I was, I was, you know, we, we were talking about like making sure that two wasn't in two in a night wasn't too many. Or, and you, you said to me, this used to be just a single episode. We would do a full life in the fast lane and do a full movie conversation. I'm just like, oh fuck, how do we do this twice a week during? Yeah, COVID, Joey was right? saying like, it was really, crazy really funny. Me. He was like, he was like, man, that's two in a night, and I was like, but a life in the fast lane in a movie is just an episode. Yeah, that's one episode. Look, I'm doing this. For your mental health, I appreciate you it. Thank you. Here. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, and you're like, dude, this used to be one. I was just like, oh right, yes. Wow. Welcome to Too Fast. Let us kick things off right now with the Fast and the Furious minute ninety three. A minute you're about to hear. No idea what it's going to be called. What the question is going to be. Don't know anything. I about have this a minute, title cause... in mind. Okay. Here is the minute. Funny thing is, I only told one person about the airstrip. Hmm. Custom agents sure are getting pretty, aren't they? Put her on a boat. Get on the boat. Hide the cars and get rid of him. Back in the car. So in the minute, Carter verbally works out the fact that it was Monica who betrayed their location. Enrique pulls a gun on Brian, and Carter pulls a gun on Monica as the lead gunman from the last minute escorts Monica to Carter's boat. Enrique escorts Brian to the car as Carter and his remaining henchmen escort Monica as the minute ends. And that's kind of it. That's it. There's a couple little character acting things that I really like that I want to talk about, but like... You know, I watched the I watched the minute before you, and I was just like, "Hey, just so you know, uh, not a heavy minute, not a lot going on." Um, I had copied a bunch of dialogue in, thinking like, "Oh, there's gonna be a lot of conversation here." Nope, Carter. A lot of the minute is Carter just going like mulling it over, being like, "Can't believe I got betrayed by her," and that's kind of the move. That's pretty kind of the much minute. it. Pretty much the same thing as last time. That's yeah. It 
is wild. So before I get into my little uh, character moments, things that I liked, what did you notice in this minute? Anything? We we did a joint venture figuring out what something was, but what did you discover in this minute? Uh, discover ah. in this minute. Well, first of all, I got all of the guns from the gun movie database. I saw Carter Brown wearing a watch. I checked all the watch movie databases, couldn't find his watch. Nobody cares about the watches Carter Verone's wearing in these mm. movies, only Brian and uh, The Rock. But I did find out something cool, something that I was like looking forward to that I had kind of discussed with you last minute, but couldn't figure it out. Carter Verone's yacht, okay? It's called Discovery 72, that's what we read on the side of it. Okay. At least, right? Okay. That's what I thought that it said. It looks like 72. Uh, based on my research, I found the Discovery Yacht Company. They wanted to start a yacht company, so they bought a boat yard. That is committing to a dream. No, no, no. no. Wait. Apparently, this is not uncommon because it says, like, the the story of Discovery Yacht, start, Discovery Yacht started with a scenario. In the late 90s, Sunsail Charter co- company founders decided to build a 50-foot ocean yacht and it was like it's pretty much like uh if you want to start a yacht company you buy a boat yard Uh, and it was like just like every other one of these like like our story begins like everybody else and and like (laughs) i was like okay like i guess that's a common thing i don't know i'm not in the world of yachts i don't know you're not no i'm not i'm not i'm not a yachter either way they designed these yachts they build about 10 a year, blah, blah, blah. So I'm looking for Discovery Yachts and, like, checking it out. I'm like, why can't I find anything about these Discovery Yachts? I could see some for sale, but, like, I can't really see them. Whatever, 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 whatever. Turns out, pandemic killed Discovery Yachts, okay? COVID-19 directly blamed for the closure of the shipyard, and they've gone into voluntary liquidation in January 2022. So. Sweet. That's a pretty good run. I mean, it's still around. It was still around from Too Fast and before, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, wait, what was it like? Nineteen ninety eight is the earliest record of a of a yacht on this other page that I found. I put yeah, the so links close, in the doc. Close to twenty five years. Yeah, that's not bad. Not, I mean, not bad, dude. They would build like ten yachts a year. The yachts look dope. The only thing is, is from everything that I see, the yachts are the number is related to the length of the yacht so the 72 would be a 72 foot yacht yeah like they do a lot of 54s 55 50s whatever 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 the other thing about this is that they're all sailboats and carter doesn't look like he has a sailboat not that i remember so far and it doesn't have sails on it in the thing on all the discontinued models i do not see a yacht that is a 72 a discovery 72 which is what i read on the side of the yacht and they're all sailboats but some of them kind of look like carter verone's boat but based on the sizes of like a 53 like here i'll send you this based on the sizes of like a 53 that's a cool yacht whatever but like carter's looks a little bit bigger than that to land the the car on the front but it looks kind of similar right like this is like that looks pretty good so you're saying that the 72 would be 19 feet longer than that yeah because like there's no you need enough to put the car on the front of the yeah, boat right so i can't yeah. find a record of a 72 anywhere but i would imagine that it is a 72 that kind of fits the theme so that's my boatings of the day all these yachts are about like i mean even 
secondary sale. They're all about a million, a little over a million each. I mean, you got drug money, though. You're fine. Not you, but yeah, Carter. Yeah, Carter does. And they made, like, a bunch of cool shits. And, like, there's custom shits. And, like, I don't know, man. They were, like, there's. I read some boat reviews about one of their boats. And they're, like, nothing beats the Discovery 55. And, like, these guys, they're, like, you know. Wait, oh, I have to tell you this story. One of them was, like, you know, when you're out on your yacht and something doesn't work and you need to order a part. And you can't get it because it's on another continent. So you spend three days waiting there for your boat part to get shipped in at some exorbitant amount. And they're like, well, these guys were yacht mechanics. So they used parts that you can get easily. And I was like, this is problems I never, ever imagined Mm -mm. to ever encounter in my lifetime. This is like first world problems within first world problems. Yes. But they thought about it, Joey. And if you need a yacht and you want to fix it, guess what? They got parts that are easy to find. So Discovery Yachts, sh- shout out, I guess. I'm just thinking about like a, a reboot of Seinfeld where like Jerry's on stage, but like not as Jerry from the show, but like Jerry like in real life where he's just like, you ever make a billion dollars selling a TV show and then you're on a yacht that breaks down? People are like, no, what? <laughs> What's the story about yacht food? What's the deal with multi-million dollar yacht repairs? I don't know, man. You're the only person in this entire room that owns a yacht. Well, I was reading Yachting Monthly, which I linked. Like, literally, that's the one where I was finding this information from. And, yeah. So, um... You know how, like, when you go to, like, a beer website or, like, a liquor website, it's like, are you over 21? You say yes. Like, I feel like... Yachting Monthly. Yachting Monthly, you should be like... Is your annual income above ten million dollars? And it's like, no. It's like, sorry, I'm redirect <laughs> redirect you to Google. Like, you can't. What are you doing here? Don't do this. Yeah, this is this is not for you. This magazine is absolutely not for you. I wonder how. Wait, let me see how much it costs to subscribe to Yachting Monthly. I do you okay over under a hundred dollars a year? I, I'm no. I'm guessing it's free. Uh, but I'm guessing you. I, I'm guessing that normal people can't sign up for it. No, you can. Oh, uh, uh, okay. What uh, what I say? I, I, I hit the over-under pretty good. Over-under $100 for a year. Well, it sounds like you're right there. What is it? One nineteen ninety nine a year. Is it month? It's monthly. Yachting monthly. Yachting monthly. 13 So it's issues. $10 an issue. Yes. Okay. That tracks. All right. What is so new in the world of yachting every month? You know, you know what probably is like a new winch, or like a new like, whatever. Wait, insured yachtsman safely airlifted to the hospital. Caro wins fastnet. Okay, Orca rams yacht. Juvenile Orca's ram yacht. Okay, it's just a bunch of I guess stories about yachts. Clean up rivers. One point six billion dollar investment to clean up rivers and coastlines, so you could take your yacht there. Okay. Cool. So that was that was that was yacht talk with Joe. Also in this minute, I think finally the song great title, Monica Exposed, hyphen, Roman to the Rescue by David Arnold begins. If the song is called Monica oh, you Exposed. Want, you want to name that the minute too? If if the song is called Monica Exposed, should we call yeah. this minute Monica's Landing Strip? No. <laughs> it's provocative. It'll get the people going. Alright, Jay-Z and Kanye. What is that? Is that from Blades of Glory? Yes, what movie it's from Blades there? of Glory, okay. which is okay. incredible that that was the movie that Kanye settled on. Well, you've seen you've seen the video of him being like, Jay, have you ever seen Mean Girls? 
did you ever see this when he's yelling at Jay-Z no. about not seeing Mean mm-hmm. Girls and Jay-Z's like, what are you talking about? And Kanye's just yelling at him on a private jet. Okay. Oh, well, speaking of yachts and Kanye, Good. we don't have to go there, though. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I totally forgot what you were talking about until you said it. Go ahead. That's a great Kanye, joke if you if know you, it. If you, if, if you just, just look it up yourself. So there's a couple moments that I really like in this because, like, again, there's not much going on. There's no new clothes other than Carter now as a shotgun. There's not really much dialogue in the way of dialogue. I do think that Cole Hauser as Carter Verone does a pretty good job like everyone else is like showing no emotion whatsoever like we were talking last minute i was just like yeah bro what about this bro what about this what you know what i mean but like here he's when everyone is looking stone-faced i think he does a really good job of looking exasperated betrayed and annoyed like i agree that he's annoyed that that monica had that betrayed him and that you know he has to replace her and he has to kill her now and and ava sells ava sells a panicked very very well in her face she's a great face actress I will also say I love where he pats her on the face and she like winces shakes it off yeah, and winces. then side eyes. I'm like, that is really good. And she also multiple times here, Ava Mendez does like shoulder shrugging work, like get off me. Like, but she like keeps like wiggling her shoulders, to, like shake people's hands off of her, like Carter and the henchmen, like all these different people. So I was like really kind of grasping for straws here. Cause I'm just like, there's not much going on. Um, was your actual idea for the minute title called Monica's Landing Strip, or did you have a different one in mind? Based on our conversation earlier today, I thought that this minute should be titled Nothing Burger or Monica's Landing Strip. I- I'm way open to suggestions. I don't think either of those are very good. But the I mean, we could we could go some somewhat toward your other one called this one Monica Exposed, which is already kind of provocative enough. And then the next one we could call Roman to the Rescue. Well, I have a question for you. What pretty customs agents? <laughs> pretty little agents. Um, what? I like that they're like, okay, Monica, we're gonna go kill you on this boat. Brian, get back in the car. And he's like, okay. And he just like doofily like goes back to the car. You're like it in the sense of just like watching it as one minute. I'm like, wouldn't he be like, what? What are you gonna do to her? Like, what do you yeah, like? Yeah. What? How do you know? Or like, why are you? Yeah, whatever. All right. So before we get to the minute title, do you have an idea for a trivia question? I. How many people did Carter tell about the airstrip? That's a good one, or I was going to say, what did they tell Brian to do? And it's like, go away, get back in the car, go away. Because I'm like, I was hung up on the like, they just Mm. tell him to get back in the car, and he just does it, so... We could also, I mean, this is very nitpicky. People, again, it's it's a question of, like, are we quizzing people on the movie or on the show? Because we could say what is the name of the boat or what is the brand of the boat, which would be Discovery. Uh, like, I, as a, as a movie, rule, we have never done this. Like, okay. if you can't, like, visibly see it, we've always said that this is a quiz about the movie that's just way too difficult with help from the show. So I don't think we can really do that. Then I think we just do an easy question. We just say, how many people did Carter tell about the airstrip? And it's one, one, two, or three, and it's just one. That's fair. That's that's totally it's, fine. It's, it's, you know, this is a need, nothing burger minute. Once in a while. Yes, this, and this is a nothing burger minute. Also, at this point, with so many hard questions we have sometimes, these will fuck you up. Yeah. It might be two. That might be a trick question. You're like, no, we wrote it, and it was one. It was just a very easy question that time. 
We could call this minute get on the boat. We could call this minute pretty customs agent, put her on the boat, back in the car. There's a lot of orders in this minute. I think pretty pretty little customs agents is good. That's like pretty little liars, but pretty little customs agents. Yes. That's how that works. Um, because I, th- I think like while Nothing Burger would kind of fit, I don't think that this minute over a couple or dozen minutes in this movie necessarily warrants that as a touch. You know what I mean? Like it's... There's been a lot of minutes in this movie where not a lot happens. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. And this one is the only one where they talk about pretty customs agents. So Pretty little customs agents. So minute 93, pretty little customs agents. How many people does Carter say he told about the airstrip? The answer is, of course, one. Easy. That's a, that's a gimme answer. Truly is. That's means... writing your name on the on the SATs. You get five points for, is it 50? 50 points. You for get 200. 200. 200 points. See how long ago I took the SATs. Although I don't know if that's actually true or not, but. When you took the SATs, was it 2,400 or 1,600? I took both. No, but we I mean, like, like the, we, we had to take, we, so we took no, no, it. No, no, we. Okay, yeah. You had writing section two? I took it both ways, and you could, like, my, my one, my grade was the one year where you could submit either. Like, people before us could only submit the 1,600. I think people after us had to do 2,400. Okay. But, like, okay. we were, like, the weird kind of, like, we got to do it at some point. Okay, that's interesting. It was, it was, it was. Because I was, like, one of the first 2,400s, right? Just age-wise. Yeah, you're two years. You graduated high school in what? 08? 07. Oh, so yeah. So you would have been like the first true has to be 2400. I was, yeah. So I was the first true 2400 and nobody even, everybody was like, look, they want you to submit it, but nobody fucking cares about the fucking writing section yet. You know what I mean? They're like, it's the second year that they did it. The last year wasn't real. They're like, so like nobody would like count their score with the 2400, right? Like, I like the essay. I still have my essay because they like, send it to you like you could pay to like get your test results back or whatever and that's the lamest shit you've ever said to me i didn't pay for it my my parents paid for it your parents paid for it why they just wanted to keep your sats no it was like you know it was like a more like detailed analysis of whatever of like you know you could see like what questions you got wrong like what like if you wanted to like do if you want to take it like if you weren't happy with your score okay you could like take it again or whatever okay that's still fun i yeah I mean, it's not good. It's not fun, but you know, I get, I, I get what you're. Yeah, I mean, like, cool. I, that's just. It's very nice to have parents that have that cared and loved you. Like, <laughs> I like took my my parents are just like, cool, have fun. I don't give a fuck. Like, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like the way you said that seemed like a dig against me, but it's just a dig against yourself. It, no, it was definitely a shot at me. You had nothing to do with you. That was not a shot at you at all. It would have been much clearer if it was. Joe, on the streets, news about the Fast and Furious. I have a handful of things. Is there anything you've seen the last few weeks about the Fast and Furious news about these movies? The writer's strike officially over now. So maybe we get Hobbs next year. I don't know, but maybe. Well, the actor strike is still going on, right? But they're they're saying that they're about to close it, too. The writer's strike is more important for us, to be honest. The writer's strike is over. The SAG strike is going to basically wrap up soon because they were essentially they were waiting for the writer's strike, strike to end. Yeah. yeah. But what have you? Do you see any? Have you seen any news in the last few weeks? I have tangential news. Uh, okay. There's rumors that the XFL and USFL are going to merge. True. And the uh, that's good. That means just like the Rock is bail. What are you? What is these eyes? We have video. Joey just got very excited. I was looking at because I you know I I just put a bunch of links in the document that I open up and I read the news from and 
our friend, I don't know, listener, maybe listener, but, you know, influential Fast and Furious Justin Twitter Lin? account. No, T'Challa Stan suspended on Twitter. What did he do? I don't know. T'Challa Stan, what did you do, bud? I don't remember what this was about, but I put his link in. Yeah, you know a thing in there and this post is from a reaction rocket was responding to it furiosa 35 who follows us was responding to it i don't know it might have i don't know it might have been about like momoa as like a threat or something i don't know but i, I remember just, there was a conversation there was a conversation being had but i don't remember what the verbatim oh, was because it was a screenshot it. of news but yeah the tall stand suspended anyway uh usfl xfl merger hey by the way I'm going to say it right here, free Chalistan. Whatever he did mm-hmm. was okay. Unless it was creepy, then don't do that. But Chalistan, we don't think so. It was probably just yelling at somebody about Fast and the Furious, in which case probably. we say free you. Yeah, USFL, XFL merging, awesome. I think that's good. But it's also meaning like, hey, we. I think you and I mildly talked about this. The Rock is like bailing on shit that didn't work and back to Fast and the Furious. Well, Smart. speaking of Go speaking ahead. of that, uh, The Rock, a two-part news story here. WWE gets a piece of The Rock as wrestling legend turned actor returns to the ring, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson's WWE return wrangles twenty-three percent audience bump for Friday Night SmackDown. So he's just like, what do people love me for? It's Fast wrestling and, and wrestling. wrestling, and he's Let like, what do they don't the like? Young Rock and xfl so like mm-hmm. fuck them and black adam and black yeah black adam i forgot oh i already blocked that out but yes and black adam so like bail on all those do the good shit we're good yep but yeah that's it's a, it's a nice two for it's just like getting rid of the things that don't work doubling down on things that do work going from there yeah get that bag rock eat the eat, he needs he needs the money to buy those twenty thousand calorie meals joey cheat day girl boss yes we often talk off mic because he's never on the podcast and he's never gonna be on the podcast but we talk with wes a lot about different you know podcasts in the in the universe like other fast and here's podcast not that there are any or you know sung kang had his son's garage which oh yes he told us about isn't returning or something by the way shout out to the discord because it did return and he told us about the episode he listened to to the discord yes if you want to join the discord email us family at cageclub.me you could join such patrons as not all patrons are on the discord cassie wilson nick burris alex ellen and justin Kleiman, brian rodriguez of high school slumber party west hampton aforementioned jerry robinson dan the duke hayden renato di donato michael mcgann lane middleton Lindsay lewandowski nate milton of the kings of sport jason rainey tom price mike gallier josh buckley of whole lot of wolves yep michael moser christian larson Taryn new one aaron willows and natalie absolute and jessica collins aka montez Mon- thank you all for supporting us the five dollar month level or above a lot of them are on the patreon on the discord they're all a lot of them and it's a, it's by the way it's it's like a, a this it's a nice amount of chatty it's yeah it's you it's know a very sometimes adult I'll go a couple days between of, checking it's adult you can amount catch of up chatty yeah yeah just nonsense pictures of beans mm-hmm. you know all kinds of secret channels that you can't get mm-hmm. access to unless you're a special you a patron, patron. Mm-hmm. yeah but also i don't know if this was shared in there but sung sung's garage returned but fast and furious star sung kang and gran turismo's amelia hartford drive off with car stories podcast they have a new podcast on iheart podcasts which will take the 
take listeners into the wild and eccentric yes. world of car people, gearheads, and fanatics who live and breathe car culture. This is what Wes was talking about. He said it was his review, not mine, because I didn't listen to it, obviously. Uh, Wes said it was good, but it was like, it's short. I think maybe he said it was about an hour with about 15 minutes of sponsors. Ooh. And I said, uh, we have 15 minutes of sponsors. And Wes replied, only when you can't get through reading them. That was a good burn. It was an excellent burn. That I had to say it publicly because I enjoyed it greatly and laughed heartily. So thank you. By the way, Gran Turismo, you were on Aaron Newart's podcast. Out now out with now. Aaron and I Abe. I think that's yes. now... I think you can stream that maybe on Prime. I think you can. It's somewhere on the internet. I think for free. Or oh, maybe Gran to, Turismo. Yeah, it's it's on. I don't VOD. know if it's free. Maybe it's it's on maybe it's just you maybe have to pay for it. But like it's available at home now in one way or the other. So if you want to, I liked you know, Gran Turismo. Out. I I did. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty decent movie. Like it was better than it should have been. I mean, it wasn't like anything new and fantastical and like film, but. Uh, I enjoyed it, and you can hear me talk about it without now nerding it. Yeah, it's twenty to rent, twenty five to buy. I'll wait for like whenever it goes on Prime. It's gonna go on free. Prime. I'll just, yeah, I'll watch that. Discovery, yeah. whatever bullshit they put it on. Yep. Joey, I have one more bit of. Do you have any other news or no? No. Because I was saving the best for last. You ready for this? Hit me with it. Idris Elba is ready to talk about crypto. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, I've been sitting. Where is Jaw at? We need to know what Jaw thinks about this. During the crypto gold rush, writes Wired, Idris Elba says he turned down a lot of, quote, mad opportunities. Now he has partnered with the, quote, crypto for good Stellar Development Foundation. You know what? This Joey, is Joey, this morning. Crypto, I was just like, this crypto is favors the brave. News. Oh, boy. It sure does. It sure does. Did you, it? did you, oh, come on. Can we talk about my favorite thing that was like last week that was like them realizing that all these fucking board ape yacht nfts are worth zero dollars and like the last one sold for like a couple hundred bucks go ahead continue that's all the news i have but if you want to talk about crypto it just help a guy he's ready to talk about he's like what 70 years too late uh idris come on bud that's all the news though Uh, if you want to oh wait while we're on the topic is dwayne johnson in fast 11 he should be Joe, we have a Patreon page, Too Fast, TooForever.com. I mentioned all of our $5 and above level patrons. There are some bonus episodes hitting the feed very, very soon for these people. So and $1 one a month gets you into the secret channels on the Discord, just to let you know. Too Fast, TooForever.com. Again, if you want to join the Discord, just email us or ask us anywhere, and we will give you the link. That's not, you know, it's it's open to anybody, but, like, you know, we're not just putting a link secret on channels, X. Secret channels. Too Fast, TooForever.com. We also have an email address, family at cageclub.me. And, Joe, we have a handful of emails. Oh, yes. Cool. Two comments from Visha Donata on YouTube about RRR, but these are actual comments, which is a rarity. Very rare. Please, Visha, let me know. With Goku as their avatar says, not every movie from India is over the top. There are more grounded movies. If you want to watch these, try Tumbad, Sardar, Udam, Kesari, Care of... Conchera Palm. Is that one? Is that one title, or is I that seventeen don't have movies? Any idea? I was reading okay. the sentence, and then like every single word thereafter could be the same movie or different movie. But the takeaway: not every Indian movie is over the top. And then they responded again. They said, "India's many film industries. This movie is from Tollywood, or we can call it just an Indian movie." So, shout out to Vishada Nanda. Thank for you, Vishada. 
those comments. We also have... And they listened. That's actually... That was like an actual, like, yeah. like feedback. Appreciate you. I did not tell you this yesterday. This came in last night. But someone bought a George Pickens NFL Young Boy Fast Five. It is football season again, so we made that sweet, sweet four bucks. Oh, So I thank you to whoever bought it. that dumb, dumb shirt. It's pick it to pick season. Yeah, my, dude, my I need another one. Like, I've worn it so much that, like, mine has, like, started to to peel. That's how much you gotta I wear. you got to buy one so that we get 2 or $4 back that you can get, you know, a dollar or two as a refund. That sounds excellent. I, I actually really do need to buy another one. We got an email from Lane Middleton. So this is about an upcoming Patreon episode, which I think might be the next Patreon episode, which is Space Camp. So this is just a preview. I would normally read this on the Patreon episode because it's about a Patreon episode, but because we were about to watch this movie, Lane told us about Space Camp. The Discord's been popping off about Space Camp. Space Camp is big in the Discord. It's really big. We've been talking a lot about Space Camp. And apparently, spoilers, it was much hornier than I ever imagined. Everything's hornier than you imagined. How is that possible? That's what I'm saying. So, like, do the math. People are horny all the time, man. That's what—that's the reality of it. Lane right? was telling, yeah. Okay, please read Lane's email before I spoil it. Go ahead. He just says very simply, just watched Space Camp on YouTube. The whole thing's on YouTube if you want to watch it. I'm going to go ahead and apologize for making you watch it. Makes Marvel movies seem like nonfiction. Fine, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Excellent. I'm excited. Justin Kleiman was telling us he had a friend that went to Space Camp that I was very very jealous of, and then Lane says, "Oh, should I spoil it here? Should I save it for the?" I'm going to give a tidbit. Lane told us that at one point, I think it was Lane. I'm I'm 99% sure it was Lane. Um, Lane told us at one point he was a counselor at space camp. And there's more to the story that you're going to save? Yeah. Or was that the story? No, that I'm say I'm saving the rest. Okay. Okay. Good. Cool. Good. Yeah. We have one more email and this is about the movie we just watched. Our heart will go on. This is from Jason Rainey. Hey, Joey and Joe. Listen to your bullet train episode. And as always, enjoy the discussion. Fun to hear Mike back on the pod, even though I can hear him on a number of Cage Club. (laughs) Thank you for promoting those other ones. And some of these ones, if you if you don't listen at the right speed and think that it was Mike, not Brian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you asked if I had any context for the film since I'd seen it before and thought I'd write in. I also think it's funny, like, even on a different speed, Mike speaks slower than anybody we have of his guest, and Brian speaks, like, our speed. I think they so, have very distinct voices, too, like, separately, they yeah. They 100% do. Yeah. Alex is just insane. Anyway, you asked if I had any context for the film since I'd seen it before, thought I'd write in. I don't have much extra knowledge. I found the film on a now out-of-print Blu-ray and enjoyed it for the suspense and because I recognized a few actors in it. Oh, also, I wrote this in the description. I realized this after we were recording. But every single thing that I hated about Oppenheimer was what I loved about the bullet train. Yes, you nailed it. Yep. Men talking in rooms. But I also do think that, like, it was men talking in rooms about a thing that was happening in real time. Like, it was it was the same situation, but, like, a different sort of premise, which worked better for me, as opposed to just, like, men talking about rooms about a thing they're going to do or that they'd already done. Like, this was, like, in real time, like, how what do we do? We do? Yeah, how do we? F- yeah, it's a control room as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, a trial. He says, you mentioned my letterbox entry where I called it star-studded. I meant this in a sort of tongue-in-cheek way. From what I've heard, there are a lot of cameos or actors well-known from Japanese film and TV. Probably not a lot crossed over to worldwide fame, but it seems like they try to cast folks Japanese audiences would be familiar with. A la Fast and the Furious. I like that. Very, very true. 
You guys didn't mention the episode, but I wondered if you remembered the film's lead, Ken Takakura, played Tom Selleck's coach in Mr. Baseball. He was oh, also in a no. few U.S. movies in the 80s, though it never broke big over here. I did not remember. I that. totally didn't remember, but I appreciate that, and thank you for reminding us. That's awesome. That's most of what I know offhand. However, I rewatched and decided to watch the special features on the Blu-ray. Here's some things I learned. In a sort of fast connection, the lead role was originally offered to Truck Rascals star Bunta Sugawara. Oh, no. Supposedly, Bunta read the script and thought audiences would care more about the train than the characters. Pass on it. I mean, that's that's fair. It's right there He's in the He's in Truck Rascals. Called... Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least also he has true. Truck Rascals, not He's a rascal. Bullet Train. So he yeah. maybe he just thought the second word every time is the operative star. He says, some folks say this inspired Speed, which I think is a fair assumption. <laughs> All make, of but us, he says, yeah. this was supposedly inspired by a 60s movie called The Doomsday Flight about a bomb on an airplane that armed when it reached a certain height and would explode when it went below that altitude. Bomb scares on trains were apparently a problem at the time as well. That sounds cool. No, we said no, bomb scares on trains or the movie, dude. What? Clarify. No, I'm saying the movie <laughs> sounds cool. The Doomsday Flight, 1966, directed by William A. Graham. Not very popular on Letterboxd, only 118 people. But, yeah, this that's a cool idea. Like, all right, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Fly and run out of fuel, land, and my bomb explodes. All right. I think, I think you drive as high. So what's your plan? I have a plan. You fly as high you as you go can. Go as high as you can. And then you glide as long as you can. To just prolong time till you figure it out. Oh, well, okay. I'm stalling as long yeah, as know. fucking possible, dude. You just fly high, you glide, the you fly up flight. a little bit. I think you could do like a little, you could do like like a sine wave for a while up there. That's why it's not that scary. Bullet train, much scarier. All right, I, oh, you want to know how it ends? Yeah, tell me. I'm reading the wiki. What, tell me. So they realized, the police realized that the bomb would explode if they dropped below 4,000 feet. Yeah. So they have the plane land in Denver. Oh, that's a good move. The Mile High City, baby. Let's ride. In the end, Broncos, chance, Broncos the bomb country? is discovered where it was least expected in the pilot's chart case. <sighs> but Broncos country? Let's Broncos ride. country. Homer Simpson owns the Broncos. Oh, that's canonically. true. Yeah. And so does Aaron Rodgers. The filmmakers tried to get cooperation from bullet train companies in making the movie, but they didn't like the concept of the script. So in order to get inside info about how the trains operate or how the control room worked, they hired a foreign actor to say he was a German railway executive to get a tour of the headquarters. The actor also oh. did some undercover photography that was used at the base of the set designs, which I also think is funny that, like, art imitates life because in the movie remember they're like they have one of the criminals like get a job on the railway so yes, like for yeah. the movie where that happens they have a guy get a job wild amazing that's fun there was some mention of the international cut no specifics on what was changed though some of the filmmakers interviewed said they heard that some of the characters backstories were trimmed down which i think is what i read on imdb as well yeah and what we decided sounds like some of the stuff he talked about was pretty close to the reality. I've yet to see the international cut, but I'm curious now. Because the international cut is the shorter one. It's like 35 minutes shorter or something like that. Yeah. Something I found funny, though, writes Jason, was the cut-down version did really well overseas. And after a couple of years, they released that version in Japanese theaters where it also did pretty well. And something for Mike, dot, dot, dot. I know you don't do book clubs on your podcast anymore, but there's an English-language novelization written for the movie. Weird. 
That's very strange. So they made a Japanese movie, then they made an English language novelization for the movie. Very, very weird. Okay. Finally, Jason writes, there was some cultural context mentioned that seemed interesting. The film takes place in the middle of Japan's economic bubble, and the director and co-writers wanted the bomber gang to represent some people left behind in that growth. Tetsuo represents the small business owner who can't keep up with the larger companies. Koga, the leftist protesters who failed to make progress due to infighting. And Oshiro, young rural people who moved to larger cities hoping for better opportunities. I think you can that's follow very film makes these characters sense. without that knowledge, but it makes for some neat subtext. Anyway, that's all I have for you guys. Ejecto Cito Cousins, Jason. Well, thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason, for writing in. And yeah, uh, you know, you can buy a Mitsubishi Lancer or you can buy a Mitsubishi air conditioner that's mm-hmm. how it works yeah yeah uh if you want to email in family at cageclub.me we'll, we'll read it at the end of the episode we'll read it but it's going to be in f- no three weeks still three weeks the the one after what don't worry but don't worry about it we'll get there but <laughs> three weeks from today I joey confused himself yeah he confused mm-hmm. himself and he did it many times with me when we were talking about it. But I didn't know I was confusing you but now I confuse both of us. no no you confused family yourself when you were talking about it with me club dot me we have a store cageclub.me slash shop if you want to go check that out buy the young boy shirt and be like why is this guy on the sh- what is this going on but you know do the thing cageclub.me slash shop why do people Someone keep buying that shirt of george pickens watching fast and the furious it's so strange he's still on the steelers right yeah okay he scored he scored uh no he didn't calvin austin scored the last touchdown that was like 70 yards this segues beautifully into extracurricular activities. Joe, what have you been up to in the last three weeks Take a watching guess. the Steelers? Yeah. I'm still waiting for football season to start. <laughs> well, you take Tuesdays off like Kirk Cousins so that you could play board games with your family and not go to Bro, a professional that just athlete seems like good Christian fun. That that does. He just lights fires, sets himself on Did you watch quarterbacks yet? Not yet. Uh, Netflix really wanted me to after Titanic, but I did not yet. Yes. Um, You should, because you... I will. It's still on my list. You only got a week left of Kirk Cousins until he's a Jet, so... I know. I know. (laughs) I'm just saying. You're going to be very thankful when Kirk Cousins is not a Jet, but you also get draft picks for his, like, eight, eight games left. And no, mm-hmm. t- no Tuesdays, because he doesn't yeah. work on Tuesdays. It's the Lord's Day. That's when he hangs out with his family. Well, Tuesday's canonically not the Lord's Day, but it could be his Lord's Day. Uh, yeah, I think so, because he takes them off every Tuesday. doesn't work on them. So. You haven't watched quarterbacks yet. Tur- Kirk Cousins doesn't fucking practice on Tuesday. He's just like, Tuesdays, not for me. I'm out. And they're like, okay. And they just tolerate well, so, it. So speaking of, speaking of the Vikings and speaking of that before i not to interrupt your thing but i finished no, go the ahead please history of the minnesota vikings documentary on youtube which is my favorite thing i've seen this year and so bud grant who was the vikings not their first coach i don't think i think maybe the first coach once once the nfl formed and he okay. was like by far like the best coach they've ever the merger, had and, like, he yeah. came back later and whatever but like he would leave every day at five o'clock uh he would it was amazing like even like it wasn't back then when he was coaching which is you know the first like 20 years of the nfl and he came back for a little bit and, like, other jobs yeah almost came back in like oh five which is bananas um so it's not like today where like coaches sleep three hours at the office and spend the other 21 hours like cramming game footage like it's not like that but like even back then it was still just like we're taking clock this in clock just, like, out 
He's like, no, I'm going. I'm going home and have dinner, dinner with my wife every single night. And like That's he sick. wouldn't like Good push guys. They would do like like there would be like no practices until like as late as they possibly could. It's just like I don't want these guys burned in the summer. Like what what are we doing here? And like it was just so funny that like he was so successful by basically doing the Kirk thing, but like permanently just like no fuck that. I don't I don't want to be here at six o'clock. You don't have to be here at six o'clock. Just like let's go home. Um, and he was terrific, wildly uh, successful. So. Yes. So I highly recommend the history of the Minnesota Vikings on YouTube. I just, I, I, that made me, when you said Kirk doesn't do Tuesdays, I'm like, Bud Grant didn't do like anything. It was, and he was wildly <laughs> successful. So shout out to him. But anyway, get back. What else have you been doing the last three weeks? You know what, Rachel? You know what I, Rachel and I have settled on doing recently? Because usually I watch these as go to sleep movies. And we had been talking about them so much here, especially recently. I introduced Rachel to Lord of the Rings, the extended editions. Ooh. Yes. Because she said she was intrigued and would like to actually formally watch them. So we watched Fellowship of the Rings, the extended edition. All How many hours did it take you guys to watch those four hours? Like, how many breaks did you have to take? Or did you not take breaks? Oh, no, no, no. We we split it in, in half. Okay. Which I don't think is really that bad for us, because like I, usually like I could do like thirty minute chunks at a time at the most. Right. That's what I was asking, because like I've never, I don't think I've actually seen, I've seen the original cuts once. I don't think I've ever seen the extended versions. I've been meaning to, but I have friends who like, like at every stage of my life. Kate Hudson, of Kate mine, Hudson loves loves the Lord of the Rings. She watches them like, like once, once a year. year spends yeah. like thirteen hours watching all three. I'm just like, all right, not for me. But yes, I, get it. I like the Miss Sleep movies. I put them on to go to sleep a lot, but she was like, you know what? We should watch those. So we watched uh, The Fellowship. We're a little bit into The Two Towers because we continued it one night when we finished Fellowship, um, but I have some homework to do soon, and she's going away, so uh, we're pausing that for right now. And then other than that, like- Wait, is your homework to do the other movies you have to watch for this podcast? Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, like I have other movies to watch, and and mm-hmm. she's going away tomorrow, so like, yep, I have to watch a movie for tomorrow, and the, like, just think, by the time this episode hits the main feed, she'll already be back. Oh, that's a good point. Time yeah. travel. She's coming back Sunday. Yeah. So other than that, like, dude, pretty much nothing. What have you been up to? I'm looking at my calendar. I've not done a ton. I did go to Austin because I was looking yes. for a weekend. Yes. How was to the concert? Tell me. Concert was great. So I was like, I want to go down to Austin. And I was like, I, I think I told the whole story on here about like when we bought the Taylor Swift tickets and I got like a refund from StubHub, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I asked my sister, I'm like, Beyonce is playing in Austin. You want to see Beyonce? She's like, no. I was like, weird. Sure. I mean, no, we could basically see her for free. So anyway, Lana Del Rey was like, I'm doing an eight city tour where it's basically just Confederate states and Pittsburgh, which is like also, you know. Well, she's working at Waffle House now, Joey. Relax. I know. Dude. Well, she's not working. She took shifts at Waffle House, <laughs> but she was doing. Sta- she's she working at Waffle in, like, House. Tennessee and Texas and Alabama and South Carolina, and it's really like the deep south. By the way, don't skip over this. Can we imagine what it would be like if you showed up wasted at a Waffle House at two a.m. and, and Lana, Lana Del Rey was your waitress? Yeah. I think I think I don't think you would think it's her. I did see a girl at the concert wearing a Waffle House outfit with a Lana name tag. I'm like, that's a pretty good. Like, that's I was pretty also, awesome. I realized in that moment, like, how many girls are going to be Lana for Halloween as a Waffle House? I don't I'm think like, so. Not, not like me. I think a lot of Lana Del Rey. I think it's a very 
it's a niche. Do... It's a niche. It's a sure. that's a very niche costume. That's not like the costume of the yeah, year. Yeah, it's, it's not niche. like it's um, good. It's very good. Oh God, what was the? What did I realize recently? Tell me, what's the costume this year? Every boy you don't like is going to be Ryan Gosling as Ken. Ah. Every bro is going to dress as Ryan Gosling as Ken. Just fuck boy. Yeah. There's going to be, I'm sure there's also going to be a lot of Barbies. There's going to be a lot of Taylor Swift eras. Oh, that's going to be the that's going to be the thinking girls costumes. Taylor probably Swift a lot eras. of Wednesday Adams is still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wednesday Adams is going to be a hit. You're right. You're right. But there will be some Lana's, and Lana was great. Like I had seen Lana, so I've never seen her. Is she good live? Lana came out in I think her first album came out in 2012, Born to Die, which what? my sister. No, I and mean, I, yeah, her first album. But like, dude, I was listening to Lana way before that. Born to Die came out in January 2012. When did she? No, she had hit, I mean, well, she had, like, like pitchfork hits way before that. She had her first, her self-titled in 2010, which is, like, Lizzie there Grant. There you go. But, yeah. But not, like, that's not way before. But, yeah, that's before. It's not like you were listening to her, like, 2005. No, but I'm saying, like, yeah, it was way before that. Mm, Two years is before. Like, that's, sure, it's, in music times, that's a long time. Sure. sure. When I was at Coachella with my sister, she performed, and I didn't see her, because I was like, I don't really know who she is. I would want to see Beck and Queens of the Stone Age. And both those sets were fine. Like, those are two artists that I really like. And I just like, okay. I wish I didn't. So I was like, oh, I should have seen Lana. And then we saw her at Lala in 2016. And I still, like, didn't really like her music yet. And I was just like, this is fine. And I was like, it's weird that she goes in the crowd and just, like, accepts gifts for 10 minutes. Like, that's strange. And then, like, in the years since then, I was like, oh, she's one of my favorite artists. This first album is perfect. I like all of her albums. Oh, she doesn't tour anymore. Like we were looking yep. up her because of COVID. You know who she was dating, also... by the way. That we talked about this. You know who she was dating during COVID? The fucking main cop announcer on Live PD. That was her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I do remember that now. Yeah, it was Lana yeah. Del Rey and Captain Beats's wife. That's who was dating. But I was looking up because we're like, because she doesn't tour, and I, she's doing a festival in DC at the end of October. And I was, or maybe no, maybe it's this weekend. Okay, it might be this weekend. Okay. But I was like, should I go to that? Because like, I don't want to see her at a festival. Because a festival thing is a different thing. I want to see her like headlining her own thing. But like, she doesn't. She doesn't tour. And I'm on her mailing list. She didn't even email out about these dates, which is bizarre. Like, she, she was working at people, Waffle House, Joey. She doesn't have fucking time, bro. What are you talking <sighs> about? But you know, she did like these eight dates or whatever. And so I was like, finally. But we looked up while we were on the way to the concert between her last show in 2019. And earlier this year, when she, like, started, like, doing music again, it had been three and a half years between concerts, which is bananas. Like, even considering, say you lose two years to COVID, there's still a year and a half on either side of that where it's just, like, girls not doing any touring. Yeah. So this felt like kind of like a, a miracle in terms of being able to see her. Her audience kind of sucks. Like, it's very young and, like... Her audience is young? Yeah, which is weird. It feels I was explaining weird. This to my friend Lily too, and she was like, "That doesn't make any sense." I'm just no. like, because like comparing it to Boy Genius, like Boy Genius should be younger, but I also think like Phoebe kind of, or maybe Phoebe is younger, but the other two are like older. But like Boy Genius, Boy Genius, like on average fans, I say is like mid to upper twenties. This was definitely like mid to lower twenties. Like it was young in like Zoomers in a way that like felt 
not it's angsty. Good to be it's angsty music. So I could get that part of it, but like at the same time, like I think that that ship would have sailed, right? Like because I was expecting an older crowd, and I'm just like these are like like the the people next to me were not great. The people in front of me were not great. The boy to you know my, on my sister's other side, other side of my sister was not great. It's just like maybe it might have been anecdotal, like we were in like a pocket of suck, but like. Anyway, concert was great. She was great. Wonderful. Spending time with my family was good. Eating lots of food was good. Then I came back, and while as I was coming back, my friend was like, I really want to go see the Postal Service and Death Cab for Cutie. They're touring the 20th anniversary of their two Ooh, big albums. Rachel would have been excited. Will you go yeah. see this? Okay. And I was like, I don't know either of these bands, any of the music. Let me listen. Or like, I didn't even listen. And she's like, we can get lawn seats in Philly for 50 bucks. I was like, all right, let's do it. Do you have you listened to either of these bands? Yeah, or no? yeah. I mean, begrudgingly, but yeah, I have. Death Cab is not my jam because they're they're emo and like I don't like I can do sad music if it's a girl because for some reason that makes me feel cozy. Wait, but, like, cut without sad... the E? Come on, man. I, I like yeah. Is that an album of theirs? Or no, what? fuck. Is that the, even the right band? Probably not. Never mind. Ignore me. But like, po- like Death Cab, like live was a lot more fun because it's the same single. I mixed Death Cab and know. Dashboard. That's what I did. Oh yeah, no, I don't like Dash Cab. I, 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 I Dash Cab. I did it too. I don't like cash dashboard. Cab? Cash cab. Same singer though in Death Cab and Postal Service, and which I did not know. I also did not realize that one of my favorite musicians, Jenny Lewis, was in the Postal Service. I didn't realize the Postal Service was like a super group, which was the guy from Death Cab and Jenny Lewis and a guy from Dintel, and they all formed the Postal Service. And like it was kind of like a gimmick because they would mail each other their stems and stuff in the mail, which is why they're called the Postal Service. So like before email was a thing like before you could like really do that online the way that everybody does it now they would mail each other their tracks and blend it together that way so that's where the name came from but i had no idea like i only knew that one song from the commercial yep. which might have been like an apple commercial yep and i was like that's good but like I, it's kind of played out and i'm like no their music is actually really good and the show was great and so for 50 bucks we had a rachel loves nice long service she loves beautiful the night outside so two really good concerts awesome I think that's basically all I've done. Done more Lottery Pods of Bob. We did a Third Times of Charm, which will be out next week or this week as you're listening. Maybe it's out today? It's out today if you're listening on the main feed. Mike and I and Brian Rodriguez and Dan Colon talked about Scream 3. So go check that out. Oh, I love Scream. And I've been watching football, even though I have nothing to show for it. Do you like Jordan Addison, though? That's my boy, dude. JJ and KJ Osborne and Jordan Addison are all awesome. They're awesome. They're fucking awesome. All of them. I agree. They're so good. They're so good. They're fun to watch. The rest of the thing, not 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 as good. Um, Bungle, you're bungling it up at the end there. It's, they they, they turn the like, ball over all the time, like throughout the game. But yeah, it's you know this no, last, but like this it's like it'll come down to the yeah. I know. Believe me. I've watched every Vikings game for the last, like, four years. It's same old story. Hooptober began, though, on September 15th. Oh, so fun. in these 45 days. So Mike's already had Mike's, Mike's killing it, but I've seen a handful of movies. Among my favorites, I really liked Rope, Alfred Hitchcock's Rope, which is all basically, like, they he hides cuts, but it's basically like a 80-minute, like, single-take movie, which is about a murder mystery, which is very good. Um, and I rewatched The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is very I gnarly love and Texas. very yeah. gross and wonderful i went to talking heads remastered a24 remastered stop making sense the concert film and they put that in theaters so i went with friends to see that and that was really great i'd seen it before but it was nice to see that in imax and great sound and big screen and super cool very cool have you seen that do you know them do you like talking heads 
No, not really. I mean, like I've listened to some okay. Talking Head stuff, but like not my not my speed normally. That's fair. Yeah. I will also say that I finished uh, How to with John Wilson ended, which is on HBO. That was a series finale. That show is great. Three seasons documentary about New York, and also he kind of leaves New York in the third season, which is very wonderful. I think you should check that out if okay. you like weird, creepy, uncomfortable documentary stuff about New York. Winning Time canceled after two seasons, but my friends and I really enjoyed that. Oh, really? Um, Everybody was saying that was like the best show on TV. We actually started, really we watched no, the got, first episode. It got canceled. It It's weird, man. Like, there's, if you guys keep going, like, they did that, HBO did that show dirty in ways that don't make any really? sense. Really? Uh, I everybody loved it for like the first like one season and like the first half of the second that I was paying attention to. So it. here's here's what you need to know: the first season of the show takes place in Magic Johnson's rookie season, right? Where they win the yeah. spoiler alert, they win the NBA Finals. Spoilers. Ten episodes. Season two of the show goes from ten episodes down to seven episodes, and it covers four or five years. That's weird. One entire season is covered in about 30 seconds. And then the season finale, which became the series finale, is just one game. And it's like, you don't know how to piece this. This is so weird. It's so weird. Uh, um, but it's still really good. The, the guy who plays Larry Bird is really, really good. I mean, everybody thinks that show is really good. Um, it's a bummer that the show got canceled, but, you know, worth checking out. Um, and again, I will just once again, uh, the history of the Minnesota Vikings on YouTube, nine-hour documentary, seven parts. My favorite thing I've seen all year. I just, I mean, I love John Boyce and I love everything that SB Nation Secret Base does. And it's, you know, about my favorite football team. And it's such a bummer to see how good they've been for so long and have, again, like nothing to show for. Like they're so, they should have won a Super Bowl by now. Like even before, like I was born, like they were in four of the first 10 or 11 and hey, hey, lost all of them. Remember, at least you're not a Browns fan. Yeah. True. Your team could have left, then won the Super Bowl and become successful, and then still beat your ass every year. And then you and... have a new team that's also still not good. Yes. But I think that's just about it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've been doing lately of note. Not really. Quiet month. Quiet month. Than, All around. Know, my, my concerts and Got stuff. my but... flu shot today. Got my flu shot today, by the way. Get your flu shots. It's flu Get shot your season. Damn flu shot. Yes. Very exciting. Uh, anything else you want to say in this extracurricular or this episode in general? I am looking forward to spooky movie season because I got to take my air conditioners out of the house and it's getting to be about that time. So uh, I'm very, very excited to watch more spooky movies. It's going to hit 80 degrees here early next week. I did not take my uh, window unit out yet because I'm just like, mm, might be a little hot. Might be a little warm. I hope it's not 80 degrees here. We'll see. We will see. We will see. We will see. Are you going to the Big E this year? I, no? Oh, fuck. I already went. Yes, I already went to the Big E. Oh, oh that was, uh, it's September, right? It's not October. It's September. No, it's it's like uh, this weekend is the last weekend. That's why we went because Rachel's not going to be here this weekend. Um, went, had some cheese curds. I got, what else did we get? Uh, some of the good beef jerky that I like that they have at the Big E. Got to walk around all the normal Big E bullshit, which I really, really greatly enjoy. So um, I did have a good time at the Big E. That was something cool. that I did do. Yeah, Sweet. We will be back next week for Fury 7, 
And then we have, in two weeks, Titanic. And then we have another Life in the Fast Lane in three weeks. So if you want to email in for that episode, family at cageclub.me. Again, if you want these episodes to be longer, send in some more emails. Or give us things to do, and we'll go do them. We'll report back because, you know, this just used to be half an episode. Now it's a full episode. So here we go. We also, I will say, though, if you want even more content, we are on the bonus episode grind. Episodes coming up in the near future, bonus-wise, include... Space Camp, which is yes. Wayne Wilson's pick. Yes. Shadow in the Cloud, which is Josh Buckley's pick. Okay. And Megaforce, which is one of my picks, and also Wes Hampton's The Right Stuff. So Space Camp, Shadow in the Cloud, The Right Stuff, and Megaforce in some kind of order. Three movies from the 80s, and then also Shadow in the Cloud, which came out a couple years ago. But those are the next four coming up in the very near future, in the next month or so. So TooFastTooFever.com gets you all of those that will never be on the main feed. If you're never. listening to this, you're not on the Never. Patron, what are you doing? Go get those episodes. Go get the dollar a month or more to chip in, chime in, say hello, TooFastTooFever.com. Joe, one last call. Any final thoughts in this episode? Go get your flu shot. Go get your COVID booster, but go get your flu shot first because there might be a shortage of COVID boosters right now. So get your flu shot right now and then get your COVID booster. Well said. For all things Too Fast, Too Forever, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash too fast, too forever, or at too fast, too forever on Twitter, Instagram, all the things. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at too fast, too forever.com and our store at cageclub.me slash shop and come back next week, as I said, for Furious 7. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And we will tell you all about it when we see you again. <laughs>